Come hell or high water. Come hell or high water. Acts chapter 28, once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, watch this, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. Verse five, but Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. Verse six, the people waited for him to swell up or drop dead. Wow, what an expectation. But they waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed. Verse eight, as it happened, Publius's father, who was the leader of Malta, was, was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him and laying his hands, here's that word hand again, and he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Everyone who was sick on the island was healed. Everyone, somebody say everyone. As a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. Here it is. I want to review and feel free to take some, some screenshots of these different anointings. We have discovered throughout the entire month of July, we've covered this biblical narrative. It's about Paul going to Rome. It sounds very simplistic, but it's a lot, a lot more powerful, prophetic, and beautiful. Rome it's not just a city. Rome in this biblical narrative serves as a prophetic metaphor for destiny and purpose and assignment. Each and every one of us have a Rome. We have a God-ordained purpose, a God-ordained destiny, a God-ordained assignment. To me, it's even actually very particular, the, the following fact. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit gathered in the beginning before what we conceive to be as time. Gathered before even Adam showed up and in God's preordained time in his continuum, he looked up what would take place in the last days. Nothing that is taking place is surprising God. Nothing that, that takes place in your life or in this world surprises God. So God looks ahead and determines who are the group of people that would be alive in the last days. That's why you're here. No, stop. You could have been born in the 1700s, 1400s, 1800s. And, but you are here now. Because in the last days, he said, all right, we're going to just make sure a group of people are occupying space on the planet, created in our image, who will do our will. They will be light in the midst of darkness. Who are the people that we will have alive that when they come to Christ as Lord and Savior will be filled with the Holy Spirit and they will be the answer to the problem. They will be glorious. They will magnify the name. That's why you're here. You're alive because God has a purpose and the purpose is not you waking up in the morning, getting some coffee, going to work, working eight, nine hours, and then coming back, exercising hopefully for a little bit, coming back, binging on Netflix, addicted to the phone, and then paying taxes, and then one day dying when you're 85 years old. No, your purpose is to show off the glory of Jesus Christ to this entire world and advance the kingdom of heaven and pass on to your children and your children's children this generational wealth of faith in the risen work of Christ. So everybody here is anointed for Rome. Number one, take notes. If you haven't, just take screenshots. Number one, you're anointed for Rome. Repeat after me, I'm anointed for Rome. 
Acts 23, 11, we read the verse, Psalm 138, verse 8, he will fulfill his purpose in you. His, he will never forsake the work of his hands. His mercy endures forever. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, your eye has yet to see, your ear has yet to hear, your mind has yet to imagine the wonderful plans God has in store for you because you love him. You need to get ready to step into the fullness of your God-ordained purpose. Number two, you are anointed to survive every storm. I will repeat that. You are anointed to survive every storm. Acts 27, 25, God gave Paul that word. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you go through the fires and the rivers, God says, I will be. Romans 8, 28, God makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So everyone here, get ready to go from look what the devil did to look what the Lord has done. Number three, you are anointed to make it even without the ship. Acts 27, 22 is the promise. Psalm 23, verse one, the Lord is my, I shall not. Philippians 3, 8, I count everything as a loss in comparison to the knowledge of Christ as my Lord and Savior. Get ready. What you have lost cannot compare to what God is sending your way. How many believe that? And number four, this is all from last week and the week prior, you are anointed to see everyone in your ship make it. Yeah. Acts 27, 24 is the promise to Paul. Joshua 24, 15, as for me and my house, yeah. Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your house will be what? So everyone here and everyone streaming should get ready if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior to see all your friends your family, and all your followers saved, delivered, and healed in the name of Jesus. Number five, you are anointed to shake things off. You are anointed to shake things off. Listen, he gets there. He goes through the shipwreck. Paul, on his way to Rome, suffers a shipwreck. The ship falls apart. He ends up on the shoreline of Malta. He's drenched. I thought about this after the nine o'clock service. It would have been great to have Sean or Jason like drenched completely just, no, is that too much? But it would have been a great illustration because he was drenched. He just swam from the sea to the shoreline of Malta. He gets there. This is what he does. He's drenched, completely soaking wet. He gets there. Some of his shipmates are there holding on to pieces of wood, and, and they get there. He gets there, and the people of Malta had great hospitality, like the hospitality team here at New Season, the cafe. Great people, great people. No coffee, no bagels, but fire pits. And so they had fire pits laid out. So Paul is drenched. So he sees the fire, and he goes, man, I'm gonna need some more, some more heat. So he picks up brushwood. He picks up wood. He picks it up and he places it on the fire. But in the brushwood that he picked up, there was a snake, a viper, a poisonous one. It jumped out because snakes don't like fire. Snakes don't like fire. Listen to me carefully. You're going to get this. Malta represents the season and the chapter in our lives where we learn and apply biblically substantiated truths 
that unleash specific anointings. Before you get to Rome, you must go through Malta. Before you get to Rome, you have to learn to shake things off. The snake represents what the enemy sends your way with the objective of poisoning your purpose and suffocating your destiny. I will repeat that. The snake represents what the enemy sends your way. The devil hates your guts. The devil hates your purpose. Every time you worship, he hates you more because he or you're doing what he no longer can do. He's He's so jealous of you. You know why the devil hates you? Because the devil was not, when, even when he was an angel, he wasn't created in the image of God. And every time he sees you, and every time he sees you worshiping, ah, and every time he sees you walking in victory, that's why the snake comes after your purpose and your destiny with the objective of poisoning your purpose and suffocating your destiny. But I want to make this clear, what I just shared with you. The snake was not hiding in the fire. The snake was hiding in the brushwood that Paul placed on the fire. The moment the snake made contact with the fire, the snake jumped out because snakes hate fire. Snakes hate this is why you must be filled with the fire of God. You must be, we must be, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, believers, baptized with the Holy Spirit and with? We must be, Acts chapter 2, Christ followers, that when the Holy Spirit fell on Pentecost, there appeared to them tongues uh, like what? Oh, wherever the Holy Spirit is present, there is what? Yeah, I'm going to say that one more time. Wherever the Holy Spirit is present, there is what? I'm going to be honest with you. We don't need more churches in America. We need churches on fire in America. Oh, wow. I know. Listen to me carefully. The more the fire of God is in your life, the more the serpents will be consumed by that fire. It's snakes hate fire hate snakes hate fire snakes hate you must your prayer life must be on fire your i said your prayer life must be on fire your worship must be on fire your your, your integrity must be on fire everything you do in Christ for Christ must be on fire fire in your family let me let me read leviticus 6:13 remember this verse you should memorize the fire must be what Only on Sundays, conference week, whenever you feel like it, whenever things are great in your life, the fire must be kept burning on the altar. This is your altar, by the way. In the New Testament, this is you. This is the altar at at all times. And it must never, I'm going to speak prophetically and declare everyone here, God's about to increase the fire in your life. I must say that one more time. Is there anyone here who's not satisfied and you want more of God that you're willing to say, God, increase the fire? I'm going to do that one more time. Is there anyone here so hungry for God to do something great and something amazing that you're willing, that you're willing to open up your mouth right now in front of other people and say, send your fire. Increase your fire. How many want to see fire in your family? Lift up your hands. No, how many want to see the fire of God hitting your friends and hitting your family members? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak prophetically now. Sacramento, get ready. We are about to see the fire of God like we have never seen. If you're ready for revival fire, give God a shout of praise like you know it's coming. Somebody repeat after me, send your fire. Increase that fire. Snakes hate fire. Oh boy. So listen, you just, I didn't tell, I didn't coerce you, manipulate you, and force you. Y'all said you want fire. So when God wakes you up at 3:30 in the morning with a prayer, I like her. She said, bring it on. When, when all of a sudden you're, you're in Starbucks and God convicts you to pray for that barista, D don't say what just happened. See, somebody say, bring it on. Be careful what you ask for. But I promise you this, wherever there is fire, the snakes and the vipers will be consumed in the name of Jesus. They cannot overcome. I need to, need to point this out. Paul did not step into Rome holding on to a viper. Paul did not step into Rome holding on to a snake. You can't step into the next season holding on to the things that offended you this season. You can't step into the next season holding on to the things that attacked you this season. So, man, if you don't let go of it here, you cannot step into over there. You can't get over there until you shake off the things over here. You have to reach a season in your life, a stage in your life, where you learn to shake things off. We all have to go through Malta. Everybody here has to go through Malta. Rome is not heaven. Rome is the fulfillment of your assignment here on earth. What God put you on this planet. But before you fulfill it, you got to learn to shake things off. If you're still holding on to that offense, but you don't know what that person did, you need to shake it off. You can't get over there while you're holding on to the viper. But you don't know what my parents did to me. You got to shake it off. But you don't know what I did to myself. You got to shake it off. You can't step into Rome with the things that attempted to poison or suffocate your purpose. You got to shake them off. You got to let go of them. So don't hold on to that viper. Don't hold on to that snake. Do not hold on to the offense, to the trauma, the drama, the failure. Do not hold on to that relationship that didn't work out. Do not hold on to what came your way to poison and strangle your dream, your destiny, and your design. You have to learn to shake things off. Here it is. Ah, forget the former things. Isaiah 43, 18. Forgive those that offended you, Colossians 3.13. God forgives your sins, 1 John 1.9, empowering you to forgive those that offended you and for you to forgive yourself. You know who's the hardest person to forgive? Yourself. It is easier to forgive those that offended you, but it's so difficult to forgive yourself. God forgives you so you can forgive those that offended you and you can forgive yourself. We're going to shake things off. So let's just do it. I know it's, might as well land this already quickly here today. It's hot, it's summer, and we got to go to Leatherby's and get some calories in. So grab, just reach out, grab a hold of the viper. Whatever viper emerged. Now, you could say, Pastor Sam, what came against me was so big. All right, I'm not going to judge you. Use both hands. When I count to three, I want you to shake it off. Pastor Sam, but what is, oh, by the way, don't do me a favor. Don't shake it off and put it on your neighbor. Oh, that's what we do. That's projection and deflection. 
that instead of putting the snake in the fire, we cast it out somewhere else. We place the blame on everybody else for the hell we're going through. We, and it's, we, we place the blame on everything else and everyone else for the hell we're going through. Hey, if that snake grabbed a hold of you, it's because that snake is trying to stop you from fulfilling your God-ordained destiny. So don't put it on somebody else. It is your responsibility to shake it off and cast it out into the fire. So I don't care what, what viper, what snake, what poison, what, don't forget, Snakes and vipers can kill you one of two ways. They can either poison you or they can suffocate you. And the devil is so slick. Not every time is it poison. Not every time is it a venomous bite. Sometimes the enemy is so slick that he'll suffocate you little by little. You just don't pray the way you used to. You don't go to church the way you used to. You're not living holy the way you used to. You're not praising the way you used to. You're not worshiping the way you used to. You're not living the way you used to. Are you with me right now? But praise God in Sacramento, California, on this hot day in the month of July, in the year of our Lord, 2023, there is a big fire pit. Oh, there's fire on this altar. So today, grab a hold of it. That viper could be anxiety, fear, depression. It could be a health circumstance, mental, financial, relational, whatever it may be, physical, spiritual, grab a hold of it. And if something recently really showed up to really take you out, use both hands tight. Even if that snake goes like this. Take it out. When I count to three, I want you to take that viper, that work of the enemy, and I want you to cast it out. No joke, is this an illustrated sermon? Is a prophetic act. And somebody should be asking, what gives me the power, the authority? Eh. Luke 10, 19. See what I have given you. Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from not some of the assaults, but what? You, you missed it. Jesus said, you have the power to overcome everything the devil sends your way. These are the words of Jesus. No one can put a hand on NLT version. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. All right, let's do it. At the count of three, grab a hold of it. Ready? And I want you to shake it off. Whatever came your way to poison you, to strangle, to suffocate, you're going to shake it off. I don't care if it's an internal or external. The snakes and the vipers in your mind, in your heart, and in your hand, in your atmosphere, in your family. I don't know if you saw a snake recently, meaning this is a metaphor for attacks of the enemy against your family or the people you love. Grab a hold of that tight. You can't go into Rome holding on to what came to poison and suffocate you. Even if it's an offense, a hurt, a bruise, a wound, you're gonna shake it off. At the count of three, shake this thing off. I'm gonna count to three, you're gonna shake it off and chuck it towards the fire pit. Make sure you don't hit the people in the front row. They're very sensitive. Over them. Are you ready? Pastor Sam, I know it's an illustration. How do I shake things off? With faith. In the name of Jesus, with the authority of the blood of Christ, with your worship, with your humility, with your acts of service for others, everything that the Bible lays out, the rubric of righteousness, you exercise that, 
the enemy will be consumed in the fire. Lift, ready? Grab it. Father, in the name of Jesus, it's a sermon, but we're about to shake things off. Everything the enemy sent, or even disappointment, discouragement, despair, deception, everything that the enemy sent our way to poison God-ordained purpose and suffocate God designed dream and destiny. We're gonna shake it off on this Sunday afternoon. Once and for all, these things will, they will die in the fire today and they will never ever be able to harm us again. At the count of three, we're gonna do this. So when you do it, give God the best praise or the best prayer or the best worship expression you've given him in 2023 because this is the day of your breakthrough. And by the time you get home, you will no longer find vipers and snakes and poison and sin and suffocation and strangling and darkness and addiction and curses. You will see the glory of Jesus fill every room, every aspect of your life from this day forward. Ready? One, two. Tell your neighbor, give me some room. This viper is ginormous. I'm going to shake it off. Ready? One, two, three. Do it right now. Call it out by name. Call it out by name. I dare you to say depression. You no longer have a hold on me. You no longer have a hold on me. Suicide. You no longer have a hold on me. Alcoholism. You no longer have a hold on me. Generational curses. You no longer have a hold on me. Sin. Adultery. Pornicate. You no longer have a hold on me. Somebody prays like it's done. Tell your neighbor, shake it off. Your other neighbor, tell them, neighbor, did you shake off every viper? Did you shake off every snake? Then rejoice. Put a praise on your lips. It only means one thing. You are on your way to Rome. You are about to occupy God's assignment. And shake it off. Shake it off. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Let me see your hands. Do you know why your hands are lifted high? I know because your pastor said lift up your hands. Now, it's a clarion call from scripture for worship from Genesis to Revelation. Elevated in the Psalms. Our hands were created for worship. No, stop. What did the snake attack? The enemy comes after your worship. He comes after your praise. The fact, lift up holy hands. Go ahead. Oh, you have no idea what you're doing. He attempted to bring down your worship, bring down your praise. Paul didn't analyze it. Paul didn't tolerate it. Paul didn't go into in-depth discussions. Paul just, what? Look at Paul, look at Paul. Paul, are you kidding me? Do you know what I just survived? If you would have attacked me 20 years ago, I would have reacted differently, but I'm not who I used to be. I just survived a shipwreck. No, you missed it. Do you realize that what you survive? If God saved you from the shipwreck, he will save you from the viper and the snake. If he did it before, if he did it before, if he did it before, the same God that made a way before will make a way now. The same God that healed you before. 
You are standing. Can you just take out your hand? Just one hand. I want to show you something. So the snake attacked Paul's what? Acts 28.8. As it happened, the governor's father was with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, laying his what? Stop. Watch this. I need everyone's attention. This will get you. It got me. The same area the enemy attacked was the same area God used to heal. I will repeat this. I feel the Lord. The same area the enemy attacked will be the same area God's going to blow up in your favor. No. I, I want to put this in perspective. If hell attacked it, heaven will anoint it. If hell attacked it, heaven will use it. If hell attacked it, heaven will bless it. The same identical area the enemy attacked in your life. Wait a second. Will be the same identical area God will use to heal those around you. Time out. You can't get to Rome. Everyone look up here. Let me have your undivided attention. That's just not me. Look at it. You can't get to Rome until you permit God to use what you went through to heal those around you. I have a word of the Lord here, so lift up your hands. Heal someone with what you went through. Sometimes we want to be so quiet about our experiences. And we, there's a delicate balance. We don't want to glorify and magnify those dark chapters. We don't. We don't want to elevate, exacerbate that moment of failure, sin, brokenness, betrayal, whatever it may be. But the testimony that came out of that. You can't get to Rome unless you heal someone with what you went through. There's an anointing on what you went through to heal the people around you and even people you don't even know. You can't get to Rome until your trauma becomes a testimony. Until your drama becomes part of your destiny. Until the adversity converts into an anointing. Until, until that, that was broken becomes that which is blessed. If you're getting this, lift up your hands. Repeat after me. The same area. The enemy attacked in my life. I feel God. Will be, the, will be the same area that God will use to heal those around me and those that I encounter. Come hell or high water, I'm on my way to Rome. You just finish giving God authority to use the area to heal other people. Give them praise right now. Oh, come on, new season. We're about to see healings. If you got that word, lift up your hand. He's going to use the same area. I thank God for my Malta. I'm grateful for Malta. It's in Malta where I learned that God does great things with broken pieces. It's in Malta where I learned that whatever comes my way, I can shake it off. 
It's in Malta that I learned that with what I went through, I have to heal somebody around me. It's for healing. You're anointed to heal those around you with what you went through. And the final anointing and the final part of this sermon series, you're anointed to proclaim Christ and as a result, to be unstoppable. Not my words, the Bible, Acts 28. As a result, we were showered with honors. When the time came for us to leave Malta, people supplied us with everything we needed. Somebody say everything. I'm sorry, read that. They supplied us with some of the basic things. You, I don't know if you're getting this. After you heal somebody with your testimony, with what you went through, then God supplies everything you need for the fulfillment of your purpose. Is anybody here ready for an overflow of resources so you can live out your dream and your destiny? Oh, that's 38% of you. Is there anybody here super excited about the fact that God's about to use you to heal others and that he's gonna provide all of your needs according to his riches which are in glory? Somebody shout, I'm on my way to Rome. I'm on my way to Rome. And verse 31, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ and no one tried to stop him. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I have the anointing to shake things off. I have an anointing that was born out of adversity that enables me to shake off not some things, but everything hell sends my way. Tell your other neighbor, neighbor, God's about to use what I went through to heal people around me and even people I don't even know yet. And then tell a third neighbor, neighbor, I'm going to need your help. What God's about to send my way with resources and blessings and networking and connections is so great. I'm going to need your help to help me carry all the blessings that are coming my way so I can proclaim the gospel of Jesus to everyone I know. Come on, if you believe you're about to be blessed with overflow. Somebody shout, I'm on my way to Rome. Everybody standing. If you got this message, lift up your hands. If you shook off the vipers and the snakes, lift up both hands. If you're never going to let any of that ever grab a hold of you again. Because you know you have the power now. Luke 10, 19. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3. Psalm 91, verse 4. 1 John 5, 18. You have that power. Nothing will harm you. This is all when Jesus is your everything. If he is your Lord and your Savior, your deliverer, your healer. If Jesus is your everything, I promise you, nothing will be able to stop you. Nothing will be able to stop you. Nothing. I don't share this in a nine o'clock service. I'm, I'm gonna wrap up right now. Just, just. There's a bunch of artists and creative people that are just coming. Have you noticed it? I don't know if you're following the stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit involved in what happens in Hollywood, but beyond that, a bunch of artists, some art, let me even mention names, a bunch of very well-known artists coming to Christ like in crazy numbers. We're talking about crazy numbers. 
And, and they're asking them why. They're going like, man, I, I, you know, I don't go to church. I didn't go to church. I didn't do that. I thought it was all high. People were crazy. You know, they always say Christians are hypocrites, all that stuff. And they went like, but God showed up in my dream. He showed up in my dream. And then they found out that somebody was praying for God to show up in their dreams. And recently, one of them said, I'm changing my lifestyle and changing what I do. Quote, I'm casting some things out that I was bound to. And because, because why? Because I have a destiny from God. You need to, God's up to something. He's up to something. He's going to use your life for his glory. You're on your way to Rome. I'm done. Look up here, please. I promise. I, for real, for real. Don't die in Malta. Don't die in the in-between season. Don't die holding on to vipers and snakes of what you went through and what they did to you and what you did to yourself. Do not die in Malta. Malta is an in-between season. Get to your own. Fulfill your God-ordained destiny. Change the world. Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, today we gather in your name. We're grateful for the power you gave us to shake off everything the enemy sends our way without exception. That power is only alive when Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of our lives through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we're making a commitment here today. The fire in the altar will never burn out. There will always be fire because wherever there's fire, snakes cannot survive. That sin, that temptation, that weakness can never win when my life is on fire for you. It is your Holy Spirit that ignites that fire, sustains it. But it is our responsibility daily to add on more wood to the fire. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for empowering me to shake things off and for using what I went through to heal people I know and people I don't know. Thank you, God for providing all that we need to get to Rome. As for me and my house, come hell or high water, we're on our way to Rome. In Jesus' name, if you come in agreement with what I just prayed, 100%, now give him the absolute best praise you've given him this entire service. Somebody shout, I'm on my way to Rome. I'm on my way to Rome. Jason, Sean, help me out here with the fire pit. Her family. If your family recently overcame a shipwreck, metaphorically, prophetically speaking, if your family overcame a shipwreck and a bunch of stuff came out to knock you out, but you just said, I'm on my way to Rome, family-wise, come in here, get this. Take it home with you. Real quick, where we are. Run up here and get it. That's you. Remember that. Stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. You're on your way to Rome. You're going to make it to your place of destiny. Your entire family will make it with you. You're on your way to Rome. You're on your way to Rome. Enjoy the journey. Learn some Italian along the way. Place of destiny, sweetie. Have them out, have them out, Sean.
definitive if God already told you you have a great mantle of calling and all hell broke loose to try to stop the fulfillment of that calling and for a while there you thought you were going to make it but by the grace of God he removed the poison he took out the poison and he cleansed you and healed you I won't give you this who is that There's a lot of me's here. First time. You first time too? You first time? Jason, get me some more wood here. Here, come here. Take this. I want to give you and I want to go to the woman that said it's me. Next Sunday, I just sensed the Lord. One more time. I promise it. It said, no joking. Just lift up your hands. Where did you, you just bought it like anywhere? What is this? It's like Paul Bunyan. What is this? It's, go ahead, give him away, Jason. Give him away. It's symbolic. It's a reminder. You have it at home, and it reminds you of this sermon and of what God told you. You don't worship it. You don't pray to it. It's a reminder. On your way to Rome. I speak the blood of Jesus protecting you and your family. I double down on God's promises that you and your family are protected. Every lie of the enemy is exposed and consumed in the fire of God's glory and promise. Without exception, you will make it to your place of destiny. And like Paul said, nothing stopped them. In Jesus' name, through the finished work of Christ, your purpose, your destiny is unstoppable. You're on your way to Rome. Final clap offering, let's go. Somebody shout, I'm on my way to Rome! Give me your undivided attention here. We're going to continue to preach the Word of God. A to Z. We don't lean, we... We preach the full gospel, A to Z. We don't water down the gospel. We just... All the, everything the Bible says we believe is the authoritative word of God. I've seen the fulfillment of that, the outcome of that. So I want you to invite families and friends. In this church, they will always feel like, like God is here. God's presence is here. He promised that he would, he would show up where we gather, and he has. So continue to invite family and friends. We want to we heal people with testimonies and anointings as we unleash their God-ordained purposes. So make sure as this summer continues, you continue to invite family and friends because come hell or high water, we are on our way to? On our way to Rome in Jesus' name. Last 30 seconds, close your eyes. I have to do it. Why? Because I'm compelled to do it. Here we go. If you're here for the first time, second time, third time, fifth time, but you've never accepted Jesus, if your life is not right with God, 
You say, Pastor Sam, Rome? Are you kidding me? I'm on my way to hell. Pastor Sam Rodriguez, Mr. Preacher Man, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not on my way to heaven. Forget about Rome. I'm on my way to hell. I need to get my life right with God. If I die tonight, I have no idea where I'm going. I'm gonna be honest. And if I live tomorrow, I have no idea why I'm living tomorrow. Well, if that's you with your eyes closed, I'm not gonna beg you, I'm not gonna coerce you. God loves you so much. Why do you think you're here, man? It's not by coincidence. If you've never received Jesus and you wanna get your life right with God, right there where you're at, you're beautiful. You're created in the image of God. God has a purpose for you. The devil is a liar. Today you discovered he's been trying to poison you from the day you were born. Why? Because God has great purpose for you. But today you need to receive Jesus in order to see that purpose come to pass. You'll never make it to Rome without a personal relationship with Jesus. Your God-ordained purpose will never come to pass without Christ. So, if you need to get your life right with God, everybody with your eyes closed, lift up your right hand. If you, if you need to get your life right with God, if it's not right and you want to make it right, you could, you could say, Pastor Sam, I'm poisoned with this addiction, with this issue. It's okay. The blood of Jesus has the power to de deal with all of that. So right there where you're at, if you have your hand lifted up, let me see it. Let me see your hand. Only if, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Everybody who lifted up your hands, listen to me, please. You are the VIP here today. We love you. If you can, if you lifted up your hand and you can come up here, we want to pray over you. I promise we won't embarrass you. But you're going to hashtag best day ever. If that's you, come out real quick. Get out of your seat and join me right here. If you lifted up your hands, lift up your hands. If you lifted up your hands, get out of your seat. Get out of your seat, wherever you're at. If you raise your hand, there it is. I'm waiting. As they come up, somebody clap. There it is. Bingo. Come on, church. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Somebody shout like you're on your way to Rome. This is it. Oh, they keep on coming over here. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, church. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Is there anyone here? We'll keep on waiting for you. Is there anyone here who says, we'll wait for you? There. Is there anyone here? You used to go to church. You grew up in the faith, but man, the fire started going like, and then the fire went, Because of that, you permitted certain things to suffocate you, and you're holding on to things. We call that prodigal sons and daughters. Welcome back home. If that's you, get out of your seat and join me right here. This is the day you come back home. Come on, there it is. Come on, give it up. We got, we have a beautiful young. Come on, church, celebrate. Oh, we got more here. Come on down. Come on down. Celebrate right here, beautiful. Celebrate right here, right here, right here. Oh, they continue to come. Now, here it is. Celebrate, church. I mean, it, it's... All right, let's do it together. Everyone, please. Everyone, everyone here on stage, everyone, we, we know what we're going to do next. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I confess with my mouth, 
I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and Savior of the world, of my life, of my family, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead, giving me eternal life, new life, and abundant life. I am saved in Jesus' name. Come on, give it up for the best day ever.